Okay. Okay. So, Bobby Rothschild, this is your home of many arts and fun things. You're a man of many talents and trades and quirks. Ah, quirks. And shirts. And shirts. It's a Mr. Beak shirt. This is a Mr. Beak shirt. Beak. <clears throat> I have to have a whole slew of shirts that he, they have to be fairly cheap because he bites them. You know, uh, he sometimes gets bored and picks on them. And, and he also poops on them sometimes. Poops on them, but he's a clean poop. <laughs> <laughs> he eats very cleanly, apparently. He eats cleanly. He eats only carrots, apples, nuts. The parrot food, which you see, it's leaving something out. Oh, little piece of Swiss cheese. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he likes cheese. He, they're carnivorous. Yeah, I know. But I only feed them. What do they, what do they, do they hunt, like, uh, small, like, vermin and stuff? I, you know, I can't see him eating, like, an insect or a rodent, but, um... They must. Yeah. You know, because he can eat whatever's on our plate. Huh. But there's things that are no good for him. Salt. Hmm. Yeah, he, the, his nuts are unsalted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty bird. Are you going to talk? Pretty I don't bird. know. Be lucky if he says something. Pretty bird. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Maybe he'll talk later. That's funny. African gray parrot. This is your favorite bird. Oh my god. It's my pet. I, You know, I lost Leo, the dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I thought I would have no pet. Mm -hmm. And then this girl was going to Florida, and um, she took five dogs from her mother, mm -hmm. and she couldn't fit him. And a moving company doesn't take a lot of animal. Hmm. So uh, she asked me if I want a bird. So for 10 years I've known her and him in a cage and her in three different houses and apartments that she was in. I didn't, you know, you give them a peanut to make sure your yeah. fingers aren't anywhere near it. And uh, I said, no, what am I going to do with a bird? Three drinks later. <laughs> and Danny said my son Danny said yeah let's take him Danny told me that he because we always talk about how African greys they live so long they yeah. live to like 70 years old yeah in captivity yeah yeah it's ridiculous so Danny said the bird is going to outlive you <laughs> and he's going to have to take care of the freaking thing after you're gone and he said it's karma because of his over-anxious, childish self, <laughs> wanting the bird, wanting the bird. You know, he was like, I was the one that said, uh, get the bird, and now yeah. I'm the one that's got to take care of it. <laughs> and he's not, he, he's a little bit afraid of him. Yeah. You know, Beats is not, like, he's interesting. Like, he's hard to read. <laughs> well, the the more you know him, do. you know. He likes to fuck with me. He has a sense of humor. Mm -hmm. He really does. He does, a dark sense of humor. Yeah. They're funny, but I don't know. You know, that dog, that pug, mm -hmm. 
was lying on actually this baby, baby Yoda the pug. Baby Yoda the pug. <laughs> Cute as can be. I know. But I don't know how smart Baby Yoda is. Mr. Beak's a lot smarter. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Baby Yoda was sleeping and Mr. Beaks was on my leg, he came down and he poked him. Really? Uh, yeah. That's funny. And then he ran back up and he looked the other way. He looked like <laughs> the fireplace. And Baby Yoda, like, you know, turned his head around. And the first, he looked at Mr. Beaks. But Mr. Beaks was looking that way, like, I'm not involved in this. It wasn't me. Mm-hmm. And he looked at us. He didn't know what to do, Baby Yoda. So he went back to sleep. But he has, they have sense of humor. Right, he knows what's going on. I always say he knows too much. <laughs> I think he does. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And then I'll put it back on loud mode when you're. Pretty bird. We're talking about you. Pretty bird. Bird. Pretty bird. Okay. Anyway, so, really nice day. This uh. It's pouring rain. Pouring rain, but summer rain, nice sound. Needed it. It's almost like we're in a, an environment, like a cabin out in the woods or something, right? Yeah, right. That's nice. Wild animals. <laughs> I don't know how wild he is. <laughs> Eating Swiss cheese. <laughs> All right, cool. So... Bobby's had quite an interesting life. That's why I want to ask him some questions. Um, so, you have a history with the Davidson family of Harley Davidson. Um, you were together with Karen Davidson, who, if I'm not mistaken, is the daughter of Willie G. Davidson. Yes, exactly. Okay. So, how did you end up? What, what was first, the motorcycles or Karen? <laughs> <laughs> the chicken or the egg? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Karen, I wasn't uh, a motorcycle person. No, you weren't, per really. Se. And um, I don't know how I rode them, because now I, I was never good on a bicycle, <laughs> ever. Yeah. You know, I grew up in Brooklyn. Yeah. And I had a really nice swim bicycle, and like, I could... I, I would hit cars. They wouldn't hit me. I would hit them. They could be stationary, you know. And like, they, anyway. Um, but Karen was actually, uh, I, I was in the textile business mm-hmm. in one former lifetime. Mm-hmm. And um, Karen was in the fabric business. And we met at a fabric show mm. in Anaheim, I think, or Santa Catalina Island, from L.A., I think. Yeah, yeah. So we met in Anaheim, and uh, actually it was love at first sight back then. Yeah. But, um, so I started seeing Karen, but she was in the fabric business. Mm -hmm. She was designing fabrics for uh, a knitting mill, Everett Knitting Mill in... Milwaukee, and um, we became boyfriend and girlfriend, mm-hmm. and uh, over the years, it was a decade actually, <clears throat> and over the years, I became pretty close with Willie 
you know, they, they, can I, he was like my father-in-law, Willie and Nancy. So that's how I, uh, so Karen came first. And I went to motorcycle rallies, you know, mm. Daytona and Sturgis and in Europe, you know, the Harley Davidson rallies, they were great fun. They were in great locations. We had a good time. I always stayed in the hotels where Willie was. I wasn't sleeping in a tent in the middle of a field, you know. <laughs> I was like in the best places you could stay. That's funny. At the time. Yeah. But with, um, the, best, with the V people. For those yeah. But, and, that was and, probably fun, man, with her. Oh, it was great. <laughs> I, I can show you pictures sometime. Yeah. You know, we had fun. But I didn't ride then. I mean, somebody always rode me. They had a sidecar for you? No, in the back of the bike. <laughs> <laughs> Sidecars are, you have to ride them, you have to ride the motorcycle differently. Mm. Mm. I've, you know, all experts tell me these things, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I assume you have to. Yeah, you have to turn differently or yeah. something. But no, I rode on the back, mm. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of some guys that like were the models in the Harley catalog, you know, or sometimes one of her brothers took me, or you know, yeah, yeah. Sometimes there's this crazy guy called Clyde Fessler took me on the back of his bike because doing 100 miles an hour on some highway in uh -huh. South Dakota, thinking it was my last ride. Uh, he's getting restless. But um, I had a great time, you know, with the Harley Davidson people. Mm -hmm. The Davidson family themselves are really nice. Mm -hmm. And at the rallies and stuff, I met Harley aficionados who were like pretty famous and pretty fun. Billy Gibbons is easy top, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. People like that, you know. Uh, Larry Hagman, if you know him from I Dream of Jeannie. Mm -mm. Do you know that program? I feel like it's like old, Yeah, it's a little older, like yeah. Uh, Peter, Peter Fonda from Easy Rider. Okay. You know, that that mm -hmm. movie sort of made his... Never saw Easy Rider? Well, no, I know who the actor is. you kind of watch that. It's the actors, but not the movie. Jack Nicholson's early film. Hmm. And uh, Dennis Hopper, I think, too. You gotta see it. It's sort of like a cult film. Yeah. Yeah. So many old movies, I feel like. I'm so off movies. You, <laughs> you know, don't like them or you don't know them? I don't know. I One, I don't really like... Like, I'm just, like, bummed if I get to the end of the movie and, I'm just, and it sucked. I'm like, what was that? Like, it just turns me off movies. A lot of movies now are just, like... I don't know. But then you show me movies like... Uh, what was it? The Anar... What was that Anarchy movie? Oh, the Warriors. The Warriors. Well, you have to watch movies with me. I, I you know, it's one you might not like, but most yeah. of them are. None of my guy. Kind of like almost movies again. American cultural experiences. Easy Rider. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. instance. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I don't think it's a generational thing. You know, a lot of people your age. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I hate to say that, but a lot of people your age, they don't watch black and white movies. No. Did you ever see a black to. and white movies? It's hard to. <laughs> it's hard to, because we're used to, I don't know, it's like, why would I... We see everything on a screen in color, it's weird. 
Yeah, but sometimes the black, to me, the black and white movies, some of them are so incredibly artistically done. Yeah. You know, that, I don't really have to try one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, I guess you, yeah. I was um, in a hair salon, and um, this young girl, Jasmine, I think her name was, mm-hmm. she, she uh, the, the one of the owners' salon, the, the daughter, we had this long discussion about that. And she never saw a black and white movie. She loved movies. So I was thinking of telling her which movie to watch that would create an, uh, an impression on her. <laughs> and, I, and I came up with Psycho. Did you ever see Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho? No. <laughs> Outside of terrifying the girl. I don't know if she watched it. Probably not yet. I can't bring her here to watch it. You're like, it's an artistic masterpiece and she's like horrified it's something that you'd remember yeah (laughs) you know yeah you know (laughs) but anyway uh, a color is fun in movies you know but black and white be terrific sometimes hmm interesting but yeah it's funny but I have some gaping holes in my cultural knowledge, you know, some areas of music, you know. Mr. Beeks is... He's on the move? He's, on the, he's getting closer to the camera. Right. <laughs> he he wants, wants to be on. He wants to interview Mr. Beeks. He wants to be on the camera. But, Fair like, uh, there's gaps in my knowledge, and um, some of it's in music. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the era hip-hop I'm not, like... Yeah. Knowledge about mm-hmm. rap, but yeah, you have to watch a movie or two with me. Oh well, I've seen a couple. Got some more. I have enough food. I know. <laughs> yeah, how many do you think do you have? Couple oh my, I, I must have a thousand. Oh, more. Yeah, <laughs> I must have ten thousand. Or... Damn. My, uh, I don't want to say anything politically incorrect. Incorrect, uh-huh. but huh, when <laughs> the Saudi Arabians buy, yeah, like MGM and Paramount or Turner, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they throw away all our movies, and you can't see them, <laughs> yeah, you know, or they buy the cloud and they all yeah, disappear. Yeah, yeah. When someone crazy, I'm talks. gonna have all the movies. Yeah, you're gonna be the hot commodity over here. Absolutely, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. right. Because when all those trademarks all those copyrights get bought and you know all that stuff becomes someone's property it's going to be taken down and you know it's going to be really hard to find that it's stuff it's theoretically possible yeah yeah it's it's very possible it's yeah. going to be really hard to find that stuff and a lot of those movies are probably going to be worth a lot of money just to have on a hard copy in you know in in relation to a dollar or five dollars yeah, whatever yeah. the disc cost you know yeah you know, yeah 50 bucks stuff to get it you know whatever yeah no i i you know but i have them because I like watching them. Yeah, yeah. And I do watch them. You know, but of course, you know, mostly mystery. A lot of yeah. mysteries. Yeah. A lot of the mystery series I have, like <laughs> all the Poirots, you know, all the Agatha Christie BBC productions. Yeah. All of the Sherlock Holmes. You know, it's it's hundreds of CD, hundreds of DVDs. What was the Island Mystery one called? The Island. Oh. Uh, 
And then there were none, the mm-hmm. Agatha Christie one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were fight to the island by you and Owen. You, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you by the and Owen or something. Yeah, by that girl. Unknown, though. yeah. Uh. <laughs> Great, she was incredible. <clears throat> um. So, anyway, eventually, I, I, after I stopped seeing Karen, I got a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, interesting. After? Enough. After. Oh. I took the course. Everybody was driving me around everywhere, so I could yeah. drink. <laughs> Once you get a motorcycle, you can't drink. No. No, 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 no. You absolutely drink. can't. Yeah, it's too dangerous. Yeah. Sketchy. And uh, I don't know, it was kind of like skiing. I learned to ski kind of late. Yeah. I was never really happy with skiing. Yeah. You gotta do it outside when it's cold, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked the ski lodges, we had lots of fun, you know, around there and around ski towns. Mm-hmm. But um so I rode a motorcycle after Karen. And I just never believed in centrifugal force. You know <laughs> you're supposed to lean the bike. Yeah. I don't know, I'd be happier in a car. So it was happier in a car. Huh. Got a missed call. You have to do it. No, I'm just like too curious to freaking. Oh. I just want to see if it's this one person that I was expecting. The phones. We're all plagued by phones. I know. I think maybe we should not have phones while we eat dinners. Say yeah. Definitely not during the dinners. Yeah, they're just so distracting. Mm-hmm. Like even I'm like, I don't know, we even want, why the hell do I even care right now who just called me? <laughs> and I'm just like, ah, oh, I don't know, you see it, it's just like, it's so distracting. But, um... Except if somebody called, Mr. Beaks might say hello. <laughs> <laughs> and you can hear him talk. <laughs> That's funny. Hello. Hello. Not usually, you know, he usually doesn't talk no. with people around. The other day he was talking. Really? Billy was here and somebody else. Yeah, you're right. He doesn't really talk with people around. No, but if I take him like into the other room, he'll start. Yeah. It seemed like every time I would like just like go to do some work or something, he wouldn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, okay, all right, here and now. He sings, you know, and the music's on. He sings. You know what's funny? <clears throat> I would like whistle if I was like doing laundry or something. For context, I lived in Bobby's basement for like a couple months. Um, if I was doing laundry, he would be like in the other room and I would like whistle and then I would Absolutely. hear him like copying my whistle. Absolutely, he'd do it now. And then. <laughs> do it. And then the same one, so I'd hear him do that same one all the time. And then I would like come home, and if he wanted, he'd be like, like to try and get my attention, like repeat it, Ah. the same whistle. And I would always hear him. And if I would make noise like downstairs or something, I would hear him do the whistle. And I was like, this guy, he's. (laughs) And he knew the one for you. Yeah, 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 he knows. It's funny, you know, like pick him up and. You know what's going on, you weirdo. They're one of the smartest species on Earth. Yeah. Elephants and 
chimpanzees, dolphins, orca whales, oddly enough. Orca whales, yeah. Yeah. Um, Orca whales save more people than they kill. Really? Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know that, but yeah, I would believe it. Octopi, yeah. You seen that documentary on Netflix, My Octopus Teacher? No. Oh, you would probably really like that one. I might have heard some about it. I don't know if he's an Australian dude or a New Zealand dude or something like that. Um, He was by the coast and he would go diving all the time uh, in like the cold water near where he lived. And uh, he witnessed, he, I forget if it was like he saw, kept seeing the same mother and then watched an octopus die and then something like, found another baby and was like observing the same octopus for for a mm. long time mm. and uh became like friends with it like in a way where they would like go find him and like he would find it and it would like wrap itself around him and like really yeah like well, he got to be able to like hang out with it and play with it and like recognize wow yeah it was I'd like to see that yeah it was really cool really really cool i wonder how long they live i don't know uh, not super long, I believe. It was a very small one, so I don't know if the big ones, I'm sure the big ones last, last live a long time, but I don't know. That's a good question. They wouldn't live too long in my kitchen. Because uh-uh. I love them. You don't have enough water. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I feel guilty sometimes, you yeah. know. Yeah, it's okay, though. He's well past his... Uh, Whenever you get that kind of rapport yeah. with a creature, it's amazing. Like dogs and cats, dogs, a lot of people experience. Yeah. But, you know, with an octopus or what even like a, a, a bird big enough yeah. to have a personality, <clears throat> it's yeah. amazing. It really is crazy. Did, did you ever have a dog? Yeah. Or cat? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a dog right now. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, so you know, everybody knows what it means, you know, oh, yeah. to have a report with an animal. Yeah. It may, may be better than people, but yeah. with a strange one or mm-hmm. a not so common one, it's amazing. It really is. You owned any other exotic animals in your day? I wasn't an exotic animal person. You know, I know. Some of my friends have, you know, had tarantulas. Oh, yeah. My aunt used to own snakes. Snakes. Like my cousins she had really snakes. really liked them. My cousin. My cousin. What are the snakes they have uh, inside? Like, I wouldn't want an animal. Like, if it's out of the cage, you're terrified. <laughs> no. Fuck well, that. Some people are terrified Fuck with him. But. Yeah, but at least if he's out, like, he's not going to let... You know, it's like, what a, it's a, he's a bird, he's going to do his bird thing. But like, dude, a tarantula, you're not sleeping until you find that thing. Oh, if it's lost. Hell no. He's <laughs> still in the house. Fuck that. Uh, my cousin had a billion animals you know, down in Florida. Yeah. My cousin Jamie, he's really funny anyway. Uh-huh. He, this is the cousin that, uh, you can probably relate to this, he was... He is a surfer. Yeah. But he was a surfer, like, you know, he was maybe 20 at the time of the story. You can relate. And um, I had an Aunt Rose that she was priceless. She was my father's older sister. And she was Jamie's grandmother. So anyway, um, 
Jamie goes surfing in a hurricane. You know, it was in, he lives in Miami, Miami Beach. <clears throat> but what you do. he and his friends drive up the coast a little bit to Fort Lauderdale yeah. in a hurricane yeah, yeah, yeah. because the waves were yeah. Yeah. S- stronger in, in a hurricane. Yes. It must have been good Miami Beach. Anyway, yeah. um, he breaks his leg or he... Oh, yeah? Yeah, hurts his knee badly yeah. and okay. something. So, like, anyway, my aunt says to him, uh, well, you know, you went surfing in a hurricane, you drove to Port Lauderdale, what do you have to say about it? And he says it was worth it. <laughs> but it Jamie, Jamie is great, but, like, he had snakes. Yeah. Uh, what's the other snake that people have? Uh, they, they have boa constrictors, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they have another one. Um, uh, pythons, don't yep. they have pythons? Yeah. Aren't they fairly safe to have? What uh, was the snake Alex, Alice Cooper had? You know, Alice Cooper, <laughs> he had a snake around him all the time. He was a, he is still a theatrical rock and roller. You know, like oh, oh, Kiss. Oh, oh, oh. You know, well, group I don't Kiss. Know. It's funny. It must have been uh, boa constrictors. Yeah, I don't really know. Really anyway, know. Jamie had two big snakes that mm-hmm. I, it was two boa constrictors or pythons, and they got lost. Yeah, no thanks. In his house. Yeah, fuck that. For months. Mm-mm. No thank you. And like they they <laughs> found it, they found them in in the couches. Yeah. You know, in between. The, can you imagine sitting in somebody's house oh, and like geez. the snake comes like, out? I was visiting them, yeah, and they no, said these I mean, snakes were lost, like, and I was gone. No, but, you I don't know. want that. I don't want that ever. No, but I never had a... <laughs> I don't want to know. A, a Big Gary's wife, Lisa, wanted to give Danny a hamster. I didn't want, like, a rat in, in, in my house, you know. I used to have a hamster. I actually liked him a lot. Uh-huh. He was cool as hell. Um, it lasted a while. I think it lasted like three years. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's kind of a long time for him. What'd you name him? I think his name was Tiny. <laughs> it was small because it was a dwarf hamster. It was like a, it a was, dwarf hamster? Yeah, yeah. They're like this big. They're really small. Really? Yeah, they're really small. Um, I think that was my first pet. I, I had a turtle when I was very young, very small. I remember it though. Had a little plastic bowl, you know, and it <laughs> my grandmother flushed it down the toilet. <laughs> she didn't want this thing like, you know. No. It probably flourished really well in like Brooklyn. You think <laughs> you think so, family? Yeah, maybe it grew to be a big turtle. Sewer family. Yeah. That's funny. One on a fucking mission. You see him balancing? Yeah, I do see him over there. It's up one footed. What's going on with your one foot? Just resting his one resting the other foot. <laughs> they stand their whole lives. I know. Except Jody kept buying him beds. You know, the, the my friend who was here, she kept buying him beds. For what? They're expensive. I don't know. People assume they lie down and sleep. They don't though. No, they don't. They don't ever lie down. No. That's so weird. Why not? Lie down. <laughs> 
What if you put them, like, they don't want to be put on their side? You know, I didn't think about it till now, but, you know, it, how would he get up? I mean, he probably could, but, you know, he, he flaps his wings to move sometimes. So, so if he was on his side, his wing would be... Like crushed. Well, Not crushed, but like... He wouldn't crush it, but immobile. he would it'd be immobile. Yeah. And he can't... I guess all he can do with the other one is just like whip it around. Yeah, so and that would be too to close out. to the ground. Yeah. And his legs would be useless. Maybe that's why they don't lie down. <laughs> they can't. I think it's common. <laughs> that's so but weird. They, but they make beds for parrots that they're supposed to lie down in. Just stupid. That's so funny. Can you lie down? Like, are you, do you freak out if you, like, get put on your side? Because you, you don't, he doesn't like to be held like this, does he? Like, from the wings? I can, I, like I cradle him. No, I, I don't think you people can't could. pick him up like that. They freak out, right? Uh, he would feel safe if, when I hold him, he, he's mm -hmm. okay. Sometimes I put my arms around him and he's in here, mm -hmm. you know, if I'm carrying him or something. Funny. And yeah. he he doesn't mind that, you know. Mm -hmm. must, he must feel secure. Yeah. The, the vets and the people that groom parrots, I, I never took them into a pet store for it, but they file their beak so it's not so sharp mm. and they cut or file their nails. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They to do it and not get yeah, come out up. with their fingers yeah they wrap them in a towel yeah so uh -huh. he's immobile <laughs> so like, and he's not hurt you yeah, know because yeah. they his wings are protected by the towel yeah but he they don't like it mm -hmm. my, my friend was a vet when I first got him when he was on me like this, his nails were like needles. Oh, really? And I even have marks. Really? All on my yeah, on my hand and on my arm when he walked up. Really? And um, yeah, and not because he wanted to, just because he's standing here like just this. Just it was that sharp. Yeah. Oh, so interesting. So on a Christmas party, one of the guys I grew up with is a vet in Millville, and um, he came up in. <laughs> He, I told him, and he filed his nails, and he filed his beak, but he didn't like it, and it was, I couldn't watch, actually. I tried holding him at first, but he was biting me, because I wouldn't, you know, I didn't yeah, hold him, yeah, how am I going to squeeze him? But they did, and then it was fine. That's and funny. pet store people said, it's no problem, they'll do it, but I never really took him in. Yeah. He was, you know, I have that rough perches and things, and they do it themselves. It's funny. Interesting animal. So, then you got your motorcycle. And how old were you when you got your motorcycle? Ooh. Well, if I'm only 59 now, I can't possibly tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, fine. <laughs> <coughs> um, but old enough. 
Okay. Old enough to know if I didn't believe in centrifugal force, ultimately, I had to give it up before I had Danny. Okay. Because I knew he'd want to ride on it. And oh my God, you know that he would be. Nightmare. Don't leave Danny on a bike. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So like, uh, but I had interesting experiences, you know, with the Harley people over 10 years. We traveled the world. Yeah. We did Harley rallies in Germany. What were you doing for work at that time? You you said you were doing a... I went into... um, I lived in England mm-hmm. teaching art history. Yeah. And when I came back, I went into business with my father. Okay. And it was textiles. Mm. But again, that was terrific too. You know, we sold stretch fabric mm. for bathing suits. Mm. So like I could go to Cancun uh, with Karen yeah, yeah, and yeah. like, you know, write it off because I was looking at bathing suits. <laughs> and colors yeah. seriously because I would like design the colors on the yeah 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 hell yeah suits we had a whole line of prints yeah and uh, we sold over the counter which means we sold the small stores mm-hmm. in small amounts but then we sold some manufacturers mm. you know so we, that was kind of fun and the other thing we specialized was lingerie fabric mm-hmm. of course so <laughs> With lingerie and swimwear. So um, I was in business with my father. And then we hired, like, my friend Mark, Mm -hmm. I think you know. We had fun. We had a good time. We traveled, though, at that that juncture, 45 weekends a year, maybe. No shit. Wow, that's a lot. To do the shows. Actually, to do the the exhibitions. You know. Interesting. And we had another division that handled laces for crafts mm-hmm. when crafts were really big in the 80s or 90s. Mm-hmm. So, and that was a whole other division <clears throat> that we traveled for. So we traveled the country and then we, we actually went to Hong Kong once a year. Mm-hmm. And from Hong Kong, we flew to Bangkok and of course, you know, with the restaurants and the local customs and yeah. the scenery, it was all wonderful. Yeah, it sounds nice. You know. Yeah. Writing it off. I know that's exactly what I'm trying to do. It's <laughs> just to be able to write everything off. That's what I did when I got that truck. Because I came from California. I just wrote it off as filming promotional content along the way. From my yeah. And I just um, made like three promos and it was like... I mean, I used them, and that was the work that I did. <laughs> I'm getting destroyed now by the taxes. Oh, here? For well, what do you mean? Because oh, I'm not writing anything off. And oh, oh, for yeah. the... Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I, maybe I'll have to... All right, come on, let's go to Morocco. Let's, some, <laughs> let's do some lingerie designing. Casablanca. <laughs> That's my favorite movie. Yeah. By the way, I think it's 1940. Best picture. I haven't seen it. But it's. Heard of it. Oh, I've seen it about 100 times. <laughs> and, and we talk about black and white, but you must like black and white photographs. You know? People like black and white photographs. I really don't. 
<laughs> I just I, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of people that are doing it. I would say it's there's not a lot of people taking really good black and white photos now. No, that I haven't seen because a lot of the times it's just a regular photo. They just take saturation oh. to zero. Oh, and that's like not. It's like you know what you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd rather shoot if I was shooting black and white. I would do it like in camera. I would shoot, put my color profile in my camera to black and white and shoot it that way in camera. Yeah, because like, I just think that the majority of black and white photos now just look like photos with no color. Oh, instead of a true black. Yeah, white. well, that's true. You can do that. I even I can do that on the phone. Yeah, I just don't one think of the, that looks good. One like, of the few things I can do on a phone, you know, you put you yeah, yeah, color. Yeah, exactly. But, but Casablanca is obviously shot with a camera that was looking at black and white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well, a lot of the filmmakers did it, but in Casablanca, to me, you can stop the film at a lot of points, and it's just beautiful. The That's cool. The set, you know, the yeah. white dinner jacket in the club, you know, and Rick's mm-hmm. against all the black. It's beautiful. It's yeah, like works see, of art. Yeah. yeah. That's that's cool because it was filmed supposed yeah. to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. So am I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a difference when it's set up for black and white yeah. versus just taking color out of. Now I just see even a couple people that are like, oh, Time Magazine or this, you know, it's like you go on their page and like, See all these black and white photos. It's like, oh yeah, I'd like to see these with color. <laughs> is all I think. You know, but while we're talking, I'm thinking. Do you know the? Do you know the picture of the at the end of World War Two? Mm-hmm. The f- very famous picture in Times Square with yes. the strange girl kissing yes. the sailor. Yep. I don't know if that would be the same emotive content if, mm-hmm. if it was color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you know, so. The other, the, interesting, but again, the, the, the fellow obviously, the, the photographer obviously, yeah. did it in black and white and focused on them. And, yeah. and a, a lot of the movie makers, a lot of the early photographers did that. Yeah. I agree with you 100% about today. There are some photographers that are taking like this this dude Platon forget his first name very famous he does the portraits for Time magazine the covers so he's done like every famous person you know in the world uh-huh. every uh-huh. president world leader you know wall, crazy, yep. crazy amount if I'm not mistaken he does a lot of he does really really good work in black and white um and it's like almost looks like that soft like shading like a pencil yeah like you know really perfect pencil work how it's just so nice and soft yeah and it's like that's almost what good black and white photos are you yeah, know well, I, I you know I collect yeah photography books yep. and all of the people Helmut Newton and, and uh, <clears throat> a lot of the guys who use color? Mm-hmm. They do. A, they, they do a lot of their portraits and, and a lot of their tableaus yeah. that they set up 
they do some in black and white. Mm -hmm. Mostly color, but they do some in black and white, and they're good. Yeah. But again, they're they're using yeah the black and white. But you gotta watch a movie. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta watch a movie. <clears throat> when you start, so I'm sure you were always into art. No, I was. Um, but then you taught art history, so I grew up with like no art. Oh. On the walls in my house. Okay. When did you get into Brooklyn art? as a kid? Yeah. You know, I don't know, we just didn't put stuff on yeah. the walls. Maybe uh, some Italian families, you know, put pictures yeah, yeah. of, I don't, I don't brick, even know. Brick was enough. But none of my friends really had stuff on the wall. We mm. didn't know. And um, I bought, I guess I enjoyed paintings, but um, my first purchases mm -hmm. were like the colored reproductions of like El Greco's uh, View of Toledo that was in the Metropolitan Museum and a John Constable landscape mm -hmm. that was in the Metropolitan Museum but just you know one of those phony copies yeah uh, it, I think they were framed already framed mm -hmm. and then Thinking if I had them in Brooklyn, I don't think so. But anyway, uh, I went to Syracuse University, mm. and my second year, I went to every university. <laughs> <laughs> but the first three <clears throat> semesters were to Syracuse, and my third semester, I could take a elective, mm -hmm. and I took fine arts, and I had a great teacher, this guy William Fleming, who wrote a book on the survey course and it was half of the survey and I just fell in love mm -hmm. with art art history and I was an English lit well I was English literature major and then um, my fourth semester I was <laughs> the second part of my sophomore year I was <laughs> pretty bird pretty bird, pretty bird. my First, you know, my my third semester was in Syracuse, mm. and then I transferred to NYU. And NYU, I um, took the second half of the survey mm. with with this fellow Irving Laban. Um, they have the best art history school in the world, I think, NYU. Yeah, but um. I just liked it a real lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, in my junior year at Brooklyn College, <laughs> um, I took my English courses, but I took a lot of art history courses. And I don't know if you know Henry James' Portrait of a Lady. Oh, uh, well, yeah. But it's a, it's a 550 yeah. about page book. And oh, that yeah, got yeah, me into yeah, art history yeah, 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 yeah. because I, I really had trouble with that book. <clears throat> a painting, if you don't like it, and there's very few paintings I dislike, but if you don't like a painting, you can learn about it in 10 or 15 minutes mm -hmm. and be done. 
<laughs> Henry James, Portrait of a Lady, took me a semester to try to read. <laughs> and that wasn't happening again. I figured, I, this art history is better yeah. than English lit. A little more uh, boom, boom, boom there. For yeah, and, it's, and, and I actually liked it better, you know. Yeah. So... I minored in art history in college, mm -hmm. but then got a teaching assistantship at uh, State University of New York in Binghamton. Okay. And there I stayed five years okay. after my four colleges in four years. Okay. <laughs> four colleges. There you go, Binghamton. From Brooklyn College, was to Columbia. Yeah. That's funny. Binghamton. Right, Mr. Mr. Peek's wondering what we're doing. We're sitting in the cocktail hour chairs yeah, without the jukebox. Without the jukebox on, Mr. Peek. It's an odd afternoon, isn't it? What's this? Microphone? Ooh, it's creepy. <coughs> I might chew the wires if he goes near the phone. Oh, we'll tell him not to. He's pretty good, actually. Jody said he looks really good today. What the hell it's does that mean? Bigger. Because <laughs> well, he's, he's. He looks healthy. All right, good for you, Beats. Looked good. When, when I got him, he was thinner. Mm. Wasn't as happy, now he's happy. He seems happy now. I'm just excited about life. There you go. Um, okay, so, oh, did you use the jukebox? Did you use this yet? Uh, you like it? Oh, I love it. Yeah? I love it. Yeah. It took us two and a half hours to set it up. <laughs> and, and who came up with the idea of the speaker? Savannah. Savannah? Yeah. <laughs> she had to be most valuable player. Uh-huh. We're Absolutely. talking. Yeah. It's it was funny. Stupid band thing. And the Five of us. Thing. Yeah. Five That's of us tried to set up a... Well, Bobby asked me to come over to set up this fucking uh, turntable that he bought. Brand new Audio-Technica turntable. It's got Bluetooth. He hooked up to a Bluetooth speaker. But he gets this receiver from our friend over downtown, <laughs> Big Gary... And Big Gary gives us a receiver that's got that's older than me. So we got a brand new turntable, thirty year old receiver. And I think Big Gary was cleaning out his house. Yeah, I think he's just dumping technology off on you. You should see the records he gave. Wow, he gave me a oh my god! <laughs> like well, all the Christmas the, bullshit. The Henry Moron Singers <laughs> doing records that I never even heard of. Honest to God, and they're they're old as the hills, and they're in. He's got that Florida bug right now. He's trying to get out. He's trying to yeah. He's trying to clean <laughs> out his stuff. He he's given me albums in the past. Yeah. Like or he's given. I'm I'm not quite sure. He said he gave Led Zeppelin covers to Danny, the cover of the album. Yeah. So Danny can put them up in the Beach Boys. Oh. I don't okay. know about the records. Yeah, yeah, the actual. But. I think he gave me like some good records <clears throat> yeah. in the past. I don't. I integrated them into my collection. Yeah. But what he gave me the other day has to be his grandmother's. <laughs> Actually, they're thirty-three, so I don't know when they started making those albums. But mm. they weren't seventy-eights, mm. so it. But I, I didn't hear of anything. And the ones you heard of were done by people. It might have been elevator music. Yeah. You know? I don't. I'm afraid yeah, to yeah, listen yeah. to it. That's funny. 
So yeah, I put so him downstairs, but I don't even know where I'm going to put him. And then we got Big Gary's receiver, and then we oh. also have 30-year-old speakers. So we're trying to figure out how to put the 30-year-old speakers up to the brand-new turntable. But luckily we had Savannah Googling, uh, Googling away and also just using common sense and was like, wait, what if we just try to use a Bluetooth speaker because it's a Bluetooth turntable or whatever. Uh, and yeah, obviously that was the solution. So how many morons does it take to set up a brand new turntable? <laughs> Five. Five. <laughs> Five of us. Well, when it comes to Bluetooth, like I'm, I might be out of the equation completely. Yeah. <laughs> But like, wow. And Savannah wasn't even supposed to be here. But I think that I read either the box or the instructions that said the thing was underneath. And wow. then she found it. No, she, 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 uh, Googled. she Googled it. She Googled a video of the setup and was like, look, it's taped under the freaking shield thing. <laughs> Because we were about to return it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then the guy, the guy would have thought I was I would have had to really return been it. Screwed. Then he would have been out of luck for sure. Oh my god. So Lisa would have found out it's under the thing. So yeah. Well, if so, you're wondering, Audio Technica, it sounds pretty good. They make a turntable that plays out of a JBL, you know, standard speaker. It's unbelievable. And the speaker's connect. not bad. No. But the two albums that we have here. A Frank Sinatra albums that Gerard gave me uh, uh -huh. to listen to a long time ago, and I had no place. That other thing that I had was terrible, but um, they're sleepy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, you, you put them on and like. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I have to, and especially with the crackling of the uh, records. Yeah, they're, like, they're um, sleepy. It's like a fire. It's like a yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. You know, music <laughs> can fall asleep for it to fall asleep to at any time of the day. Seriously. But I have to start getting out the albums that we've talked about the yeah. last 10 years. To say, oh, I have that. You've probably listened to albums downstairs. Yeah. You know, but... Yeah, I did. I I heard, heard, yeah. That's where I listened to Desire by John Dylan for the first time was downstairs. Uh, Bobby Dylan, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, this is a really, really good album. Great album. It's a good album. He did... Um, I like that a lot. He did... His great albums are from 65. Mm -hmm. They bring it all back home in Highway 61 and Blonde on Blonde. Ish 60. I think 64, 65. I forget when. Then, uh, new. Mm -hmm. Anyway, later he did that Desire and Blood on the Tracks. Yeah. And I think Street Legal was mm -hmm. around that time. Those are three incredible albums, too. Yeah. Incredible. I gotta go. Blood on the Tracks, I haven't listened to that. Oh. Yeah. Some people say it's the best breakup album ever. Yeah? It's when he finally... Oh. It's hard to, you know, it's hard to... <clears throat> I can't read funny. all the volumes written on Dylan and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and with it all, he's kind of private. Mm-hmm. But um, it's when he finally finished with his wife and the divorce and the whole thing yeah and i don't really know too much about the kind of person he was and everything but um he did write that album about the breakup mm. and it's really fairly amazing yeah it's not 
you know, you can't listen. Yeah. It's not coming out and every song being morbid and talking about the breakup. You know, mm-hmm. Dylan is Dylan. Yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. Dylan is best. You know, the that's lyrics cool. are incredible. And he does have, I'm not sure exactly what's on it, but it's something like, if you see her say hello or, you know, which is obviously a song. It may not be that song, but yeah, it might yeah, yeah. be, uh, that may be on there, but some, you know, some of his really pretty ballads are mixed in with like some great stuff. That's cool. Desire, I would have to see the list, you know, I know those albums pretty well, but Mm. without listening to music by putting an album on you know for the last 40 years because you don't do it that way you know yeah I tried to start doing that I have so because when like I started listening to like Pink Floyd and all that it was like way better well my mom actually for I think first time I think the first time I ever listened to a full Pink Floyd album all the way through was driving to South Carolina with my mom, and she put on The Wall, which was her favorite album. So we had, you know, a bunch of time, and it was just like... <clears throat> but that's what, that was cool, like, <clears throat> you put on... I always think it's like the lost art of the album. Like, the art of the album is, is lost, but it's coming back. Like, real good artists nowadays and smaller artists, none of the mainstream artists really appreciate the art of the album, but... There's a lot of people that still do. And like, it was just like how you could listen to one thing for an hour and a half, the same people, but none of it sounds the same. Or, or it sounds the same and it's all like, oh, the key, but it's like a story, it changes. You know, it's like, oh. it's got the same flavor, but it changes slow and fast and the energy is up. And then it's like, when you get into albums, you almost realize when you're driving through the desert or something, it's funny, you know, like like the type of hearies like things you hear when it's like you know just miles of nothing and then all of a sudden it's like you kind of see something in the desert and it's like the music starts to pick up and you're like oh the synchronicity like what's going on here you know with that type of stuff so lost you know with a lot of music now yeah but it's still there's good artists out there really for a long time people listen to music they didn't know what the artists look like yeah at all. that's interesting but back we always used to buy the albums and there were pictures on it and there were notes mm-hmm. on the back and hmm. that's interesting not knowing because now an artist's image is like so much so much bullshit damn you said oh that's cool that's not even like a thought that I really had is you have no idea what the dude looks like that's singing Pink. and it didn't matter <clears throat> you, well, I you would mean, if you didn't know why would it matter you, know? you, you must know these big speakers <clears throat> the, the yeah, here we have this tiny little speaker that yeah. gives good music and we decided to use it. Mm-hmm. it there's big home speakers that are about five or six feet yeah 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 and like about that wide <clears throat> yeah like the towers yeah the towers yeah. exactly that's what they're called <clears throat> and like uh, when I was living in New Orleans yeah teaching art history, living in New Orleans. We, we had a friend, Fat George, and he was one of the first ones, he was a character too, 
We used to drink together at this bar called Fat Harry's. And he was a pilot. He was learning to be a pilot. Mm -hmm. And I went up with him one morning, early morning, in a small plane. Because to get a pilot's license, you have to fly a certain amount. And I went up with him thinking, this is probably the most like idiotic thing I did in my life, <laughs> you know. So like, um, it's fine, we're flying around and he's showing me the uh, parishes around New Orleans. And uh, then he, he goes, and I'm now relaxed. And he goes to land and I'm thinking, this doesn't look too good. <laughs> We're going too fast. The wind's yeah, pushing yeah, yeah, us yeah. around. Like... And he, all of a sudden, he goes up. Yeah, he didn't do it. He's on the thing. He didn't yeah. do it. And like, I'm thinking, <laughs> well, this is the, there we go again. That sunset was the last sunset I've ever seen. The sunrise is the last one I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. But the way he just kind of left and said, oh, I'm sorry. It's too windy. It caught me. Unaware, yeah. You know, he said it on the mm -hmm. the speaker. So like then, because he didn't panic at all. You know, he just like laughed yeah, it off, yeah, like yeah, yeah. some mistake that we made. Going. He knew he didn't have to go. Uh, so then he said, "Oh, I'll come around again," uh -huh. and he landed. And uh, it, it was funny, but anyway, George, he got the towers. Uh -huh. And you mentioned Pink Floyd, which reminded me of this, and. Back then, it was almost the beginning of stereo. Okay. You know, when, when you heard the sound go from one speaker yeah, across yeah, the room yeah. to the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the album, <clears throat> of course, you're <laughs> getting a little stoned, mm -hmm. you know. Of course. And the album that most people used and the album that we listened to, the first time I heard the stereo and, the, and those towers, was Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. Which is still one of my absolute favorite albums. It's gotta be yeah. top ten. Mm -hmm. You know. Me too. And uh but I re I remember it distinctly. We're lying on the floor with the town. You know? And and even the very beginning, right, it goes vroom from one yeah. side to the other. Is yeah. it money or something? Uh -huh. this item? But wow. When you mentioned Pink Floyd the Wall. Whoa. I can't imagine what it would what it would be like to hear stereo music like an ass for the first time. Uh, I, I remember it. It was amazing. Oh, and it's Dark Side of the Moon. That's cool. Mm. That's really cool. Yeah. Art of the album. I mean, not to say my age, but I was with George Washington when he crossed <laughs> Delaware. But I was at... Uh, Newport, okay, at the folk festival, Newport Folk Festival, mm -hmm. when Dylan came out and did his mm. electric instruments. Oh, really? Which actually was like the most incredible thing. Really? Some people were booing him. I thought it was really? like, oh yeah. You don't know that? It, no. People were booing them because they were traditional folkies. And then, and he came out with it and is. plugged in his stuff yeah. with a band, you know, with a group, oh, the band. Yeah. 
and it revolutionized wow. music, of That's course. Cool. Revolutionized rock and roll. But um, Pete Seeger was trying to pull the plug. Really? Oh, yeah. It was really controversial. No way. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. And then um, he toured. He toured. Well, he, he played. He played Forest Hills. It was stadium in Forest Hills where the Beatles played in 64. Um, Dylan played Forest Hills two weeks later about. And um, a lot of people booed. Hmm. And then he toured England. It's a very famous tour. I, uh, the, there's a movie about it, too. But people were booing him because they wanted to hear, you know, blowing in the wind. And he was doing huh. Queen Chain Revis Revisited and yeah. Lucy in the Sky and... Oh. You know, and uh, did he do no Mr. Tambourine Man? And the Beatles wrote Lucy in the Sky from yeah. Mr. Tambourine Man, but um, he they booed him. Really? You, you know, the band Robbie Robertson, mm -hmm. he left the tour because he didn't want to be boo booed. <laughs> he later played with him, you know, but wow. he didn't want everyone booing him every night. <laughs> really? And, oh, the movie. <clears throat> It's called Don't Look Back. One of the one of the Dylan documentaries is brilliant. It does the English tour. Huh. You know. We're like booed every night by the people. But I forget where I was saying this. Oh yeah, but I was at Newport and that was amazing. Mm -hmm. And then of course I I was at Woodstock. I was young, very young at the time, but I was at Woodstock. Nice. But <laughs> I was never covered with mud. <laughs> no, you weren't a mud wrestler? No, I wasn't a mud wrestler. You weren't a mud lover? Wasn't a mud lover. <laughs> I was the cleanest person in this <laughs> I could see that. Myself? That would be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Myself and my friend Alec. Who lives in yeah. Oh, Alec went now. with you? Not Alex. Oh, not okay. Mr. Grateful Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, oh. <clears throat> no, I don't think he was a Woodstock. But I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was muddy at every Grateful <laughs> Dead thing. But no, Alec, my friend who lives in Baltimore. Okay. I don't know if you met him. No. But we went. I lived in Brooklyn. Um, we heard there was like a seven-hour or nine-hour traffic jam mm -hmm. from the George Washington Bridge to. Uh, Wherever it was, you know, up in the Catskills. Yeah. So, and it was a Friday. My parents, interestingly enough, had just gone to London for vacation. And Alec and I had tickets to Woodstock, but we're not seven hours traffic. It's like an hour and a half trip. Yeah. And uh, we didn't quite know what to do. So we were like home and like, you know, should we go? Should we not go? You know, so we wasted like about time doing that. Yeah. And then at about one o'clock or two o'clock in the morning, the traffic had yeah dissipated. And Alec and I said, what do we have to lose? Let's go up. Yeah. So um, we took my car. We drove up. Ah. But it was pouring rain. Uh -huh. Pouring rain. It was 
I don't know, three o'clock in the morning on Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. Friday was over, but it was now, you know, the Friday night, Saturday morning. And we actually were in Liberty, New York. It's one of the towns that are actually Liberty, Monticello. They're the major towns, but they're small. But um, we found a policeman and said, could we sleep in our car in this parking lot of, uh, it was a department store or something. And uh, he said we could, because, you know, we weren't, we weren't looking yeah, to get arrested or anything, yeah, you know. There's, so, like, the rain's pouring down, and we slept. I slept in the front seat, Alex slept in the back seat, mm -hmm. and rain's pouring down on the convertible top, like we were hearing it before. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but we we slept for a while, and then when we got up, it was morning, like, yeah. I don't know, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, and we're in this town, Liberty, which isn't far from where the festival was, mm -hmm. and we see these people coming in for food, for water, uh. you know, into the restaurants, because <laughs> we're going for breakfast, and they're <coughs> with mud, yep. they're like dirty, and they're like, and Alec and I are looking at each other, you know, <laughs> what are we going to do here? Yeah. And... Uh, in the morning, we went. Stopped. It wasn't raining, mm -hmm. but we went to the festival grounds. And we were kind of lucky because, you know, some people had left with the cars. People were parking miles away. Back then, I could have done it. Today, I don't like to walk, as you know, you yeah, know, from here to, like, my car. But any... <laughs> <laughs> Although I could. But anyway, when we went, we were able to go right almost up to the front. Uh -huh. And the parking lot was the highway. I forget okay. the highway, but, you know, people will park. But we were able to go park right close, you know, right to the front and get a spot because people cool. were gone. Oh, because, yeah, you just are gone when people are leaving. Yeah, when, when yeah, some people were leaving to go into town yeah. to get food, to yeah. do stuff, and then they would come back. Yeah. So we... It was muddy. It was wet. People were dirty. <laughs> but we sort of tiptoed through the mud and avoided the mud wrestling and everything. And, you know, we went and got a seat, for, you know, kind of kind of close yeah. in the center. But what did you see? <clears throat> on that, I, I, I don't know if I could... <laughs> we were partaking of whatever was around. Of course. So... I don't know if I can tell you who I saw Friday morning. I mean, Saturday morning. Yeah. Saturday morning we saw, you're not going to know this guy, we saw Country Joe McDonald mm -hmm. without the fish. <laughs> he was a San Francisco guy. It was Country Joe McDonald and the fish. Oh, okay. And they were pretty... So it was just they, Country they were, Joe. It was just Country Go, Joe. <laughs> so it was sort of acoustic, but okay. it was good. Um, who did we see Saturday morning? I don't, I don't know, but it was it was good and it wasn't raining, mm -hmm. and we had a blanket somehow that was sort of dry, mm -hmm. you know. It wasn't our blanket, yeah. You know, we were sitting with people around us, yeah. And even if even if you aren't taking the tokes of stuff that was being passed around, you would inhale it just from being there. Oh yeah. But we were taking the stuff that was oh, being yeah. passed around. But we weren't taking pills. No. Yeah. Later, yeah. 
country chairman Donald <coughs> Knight came out and said, hey, man, and I forget what he says, it's probably in the movie, um, there's green pills going around or whatever it was that's making people crazy. The don't brown, take them. Don't take the brown acid. It was brown? Yeah. If country Joe McDonald was saying that, yeah. this stuff must have been poison. Yeah, Because, yeah, like, yeah. you know, he's from San Francisco. And, uh, but yeah. anyway, um, we see Saturday morning. But anyway, we, we stayed. Yeah. And we saw... Big Brother and the Holding Company, which mm-hmm. is Janis Joplin. Sick. She was one of the last ones. She was phenomenal. Nice, cool. We Let's saw the Who. They closed, I think, at five in the morning. Oh, we saw, shit. I think, the... Mountain. Do you know Mountain? No. I think they played when the... when. The sun went down. I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't reconstruct the whole thing. One time, I, w- I went with Alec. Yeah. And I was on some pickup truck or something going this mm-hmm. way on somewhere. And he was on some hayride or something going <laughs> that way. And I don't even know how I got separated from him. I don't remember why. <laughs> And I don't know how we ever met up again. Yeah. And that's funny. The second night we slept. <laughs> the second night we, I don't know why, but we slept outside the car. Mm-hmm. Might be the only time in my life. I'm not really a camper. I don't know why we didn't sleep in the car. But we slept outside the car near the highway. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And, um, and then Sunday, but we were clean still. Sunday, I don't remember what we ate. We must have drove back to town. No, I don't know. Sunday, maybe Alex would, Alec would, but like Sunday, we went and we, we saw, I don't remember who we saw, but it started to rain again. Mm-hmm. Now we saw, you know, we saw maybe 20 hours of music or 18 hours of music on Saturday without being muddy. Mm-hmm. But Sunday, we watched the morning acts and it started raining. And Alec and I looked at each other. <laughs> maybe it's time to go home. We waited dry to like five o'clock. They might have even held the acts. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Did you see the movie? Mm-hmm. I don't, I, they might have held some of the acts. But like we waited maybe till four or five o'clock and it was mm-hmm. still raining. And uh, we decided to go back to New York but somehow we had three girls <laughs> that went with us and Nailed it. we stopped at some, you know, one of these firehouses to yeah. pay $3.95 for like barbecued ribs and chicken and, you know, whatever they're serving. And yeah. So we, we, we left and that's how we missed Hendrix at five o'clock on Monday morning. Uh, you know, okay. But we we heard Hendrix with that guy on Russian New Year's. Wow. You set up his the violinist. Uh, what was his name? 
Ähm, that was crazy. What was that for? Russian New Year. I could tell you his name. Yeah. Russian New Year. Sasha <coughs> Mark. I'll tell the story. That's close, I think. Yeah, tell the story. Um, <coughs> and I'll tell you his name. Bobby had a uh, party for the Russian New Year. Bobby has a lot of Russian Jewish friends and whatever. Yeah. And they all come over and we had a nice little dinner. Um, but who brought him? Uh, Vladimir. Vladimir. My friend Vladimir. Yeah, that's who it was. I don't know. Vladimir, I, uh, I don't know the whole story about Vladimir, but he seems like a whole Pandora's box to unfold. Um, he brings this violinist who's like one of the world-renowned best violinists, you know, in, whatever. Best violinist And in we the world, didn't believe him. You know, and I mean, yeah, we're like, okay, whatever. Yeah, Vladimir brings <clears throat> a violinist and so you're like, yeah, says like, he's world famous. Yeah, and whatever, world famous. He is. He's, 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 yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> turns out he is. Best, yeah. yeah, it turns out he is. And But yeah, okay, Vlad's bringing the violinist. We'll see what happens. So the guy is setting up it downstairs and he's asking me because i was like hey i have this marshall amplifier it's like it's a tubed marshall amp it's like 40 years old at this point and it sounds so good and i was like do you gotta try this because he had an electric violin and he was one of the first like refiners and designers of the electric violin and pushing the boundaries of what you could play with an electric violin and he had two custom electric violins that he brought with him that were plated in gold. Yeah, it was gold, right? And yeah. so he did an acoustic set for us upstairs and then brought us downstairs to play the electric violin out of my amplifier. And holy shit, did this motherfucker play the violin. It, it, if you close your eyes, <clears throat> you'd think it was Hendrix doing uh, it was ridiculous. the Star Spangled Banner. It and he did on an electric violin. Yeah, he did the Hendrix Star Spangled Banner on the violin. And it was fucking ridiculous. It was probably... That was one of the craziest music performances I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> he was so technically skilled. It was like the, the amount... Shout out to Marshall. But the amount of separation that he could get. His, oh my God, he just had everything so dialed in. That was un unbelievable. I'd love to get him back. <coughs> I, yeah, I didn't incredible. invite some people because I figured who's going to want to listen to violin. Yeah, but you never was, really know. Like, I mean, that dude could have sold out a stadium. Uh, well, he does. I mean, he well, plays yeah, Carnegie Hall. His name out is, that he does. Yeah, what's his he name? He played twelve. He played Carnegie Hall twelve times. Turns out he his does. name is Alex Markov. Alex M -A -R -K -O -V. Markov. Well, and, and if you Google him, yeah. he's a real famous violin. He, the electric <clears throat> plays, he played La Scala in Milan. Because remember, I, we were, I was at La Scala with my father and yeah. somebody else was. But like, he plays regular violin. Uh -huh. He plays the classical pieces. Yeah. And he told us he wanted, he wants to integrate rock and roll with the yeah. classical violin, yeah. which is why he did the electric violin. Oh my God, that was and that's how he did Hendrix and how he did the other stuff. It must be phenomenal. that the tra We, of course, loved it, but the traditionalists... Oh my God. Going I, to La Scala. I'm sure you know? that that's like Dylan, they're trying to unplug. Oh yeah, Newport, bitch. yeah. 
if he plays Carnegie Hall, we gotta go. Oh, I, I have to yeah. bug Vladimir about fuck it. Yeah. Vladimir's an interesting guy. He brings artists, painters, and 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 photographers. He is an interesting guy. He's a photographer. He publishes books. He, he yeah yeah yeah. He has a um, non-profit organization. And he calls it Art of Inspiration. Mm. And I don't like the name because it sounds religious, but it's not. <laughs> and he has lots, I'll show you the book. Yeah. He has lots of artists that he represents, he yeah. pushes. He introduced me to Nicolina. Really? You know, my, yeah. And, and, and he doesn't like it that much. But he, I mean, you know, he, I think maybe he's jealous. <laughs> he's going to watch this pod. I think maybe, you know, he's jealous how much I like her, but... I love Nicolina. Yeah. If you're jealous of him, then you better be jealous of me, Vladimir. <laughs> Nicolina's my favorite. She does... Um, I, I have... She's a very good artist. Uh, and, and she's married. A very good artist. But this, for instance, is Nicolina. She, she... The first painting she did is me having dinner with the Mona Lisa. That's in another room. But she also did, she took Botticelli's Birth of Venus, uh, which is a very famous painting in the Uffizi, and put her in a Miami Beach swimming pool with palm trees behind. So we have Venus by the swimming pool. And that's because I asked her to do the, well, it was her idea, but this one I asked her to do for me. And then there's other paintings around, um, where she has me is King Louis the Fourteenth in Versailles with all girls around in lingerie. <laughs> that's that's in another room and and there's a harem with me is the Sultan with Mr. Beaks on my shoulder and dancing girls around. But she's a really she does great stuff anyway. She does other stuff that are really amazing. But anyway, um, Vladimir. Introducing Nicolina. She also did my only tattoo. Oh yeah. Remember? Yeah. She she drew this for me, and then it took me a long time to get it put on me. But Nicolina's cool. <laughs> did you did you show the tattoo? Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, Nicolina's cool. Yeah, she's she's. You told you knew about your tattoo and exactly what you wanted, but she she. She's such an incredible artist. This is how she designed it for me. I was like a little overexcited and I didn't want to like overstep because she's such an amazing fine artist. I didn't want to like offend her with like, oh, would you draw me a tattoo or some shit like that? And she was like, okay, calm down. Like take a breath, go downstairs with the boys and think about like a sentence or a story get like eight images that you want to show me that like really convey the message and we'll have a conversation about it. So I spent like a couple hours, went back upstairs, talked with her and Bobby for an hour and a half, two hours, something like that. The next day she sent me a draft and yeah. I had one little correction that I was like, oh, maybe this. And just, she sends it right back. And I was like, wow, yeah, that was like proud. That was the, exactly what I wanted and I didn't know that I wanted that <laughs> yeah she's, she's really brilliant she's yeah. doing a um, internship in Canada now cool in but she's what's her last name Nicolina Kovalenko 
Shout out to Nikolina Kovalenko. K O V A L E N K O. Yeah, look you probably up, can look her up. Look her up in, Definitely uh, can. Yeah, she's there's plenty of stuff. Yeah. Google. <laughs> Whatever it is. Yeah, you know, it's in the Google. For me, yeah, but plenty <laughs> of stuff on Nicolina. She um, was doing um, underwater pictures. She was doing Carl. Oh, you know, really? Well, it's in the blue bedroom. Well, your oh, room, oh, oh, your oh, room has a taking diver. Photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your yeah. room had the diver. I won that in a raffle. Really? Yeah. Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I bought two tickets, fifty dollars each. Yeah, and I won that. No, nice. that was cool. Nickelodeon was doing a. Um, it was a gallery in Hudson, New York. Beautiful up yeah. there. And she had a show. She sold out tons of stuff, maybe everything. But as a promotion, she was painting a picture in the window, and she was working actually doing it there. And it was that picture of the diver that's her, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, she went underwater and took lots of photographs of Carl, but like hundreds, if not thousands. And uh, she's a diver. She learned to dive for that. But anyway, um, she painted that picture in the window, and then they raffled it off. People bought raffles. And I was up there, and I bought to support her. You know, I mm-hmm. bought the painting that's in the blue bedroom. <clears throat> I think that was the most colorful one there. Hmm. Up, you know, upstairs. Yeah. But I won the raffle, so I got that big painting. Yeah. That's down in the bedroom downstairs. But I have like ultimately like maybe 20 or 25 pieces of hers. Yeah. She's worth it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And we're working on a new piece, but she wants to have a cocktail party. Woohoo! Let's do it. Because oh, that's the painting, or does she? Do we need for to the dis- painting to discuss the painting or the painting? No, is she wants be to off. take photographs because let me do it. Let me do it. everybody's got to be. Let's do it. Dressed up. Yeah, like old company. Like I found. So we do like a Great Gatsby party. Well, that's what. Oh my God! Let's do I it. asked. You know, I asked. I asked. Um, <laughs> I Your asked, house is this is the house for it. I asked Nicolina to paint a portrait of Danny, myself, and Danny's mom, okay. Moana. Yeah, and that's we decided we call it cocktail hour. It's downstairs, yeah. yep. and it's in Great Gatsby clothes. Yep. Yeah. Great portrait. I mean, you know, it's so different. You know, it's not like <laughs> you know three people like smiling. It's like interesting. Yeah. With the jukebox in a billion, it's in a cocktail bar. Yeah, that one's good. The yeah, other portrait I like is of you and Danny when Danny's young. He's wearing like the Red Bull shirt or whatever with all like those. Oh yeah, I on like it. that portrait. That was cool. Yeah, I should maybe <clears throat> ask that guy to do another one of us. Yeah, he did a good job. I like that one. Um, or maybe Nicolina could do us. I don't know. Yeah, yeah right. you know. Just to remember, you know. Wow. <laughs> but the new picture, I found a picture where the reason it's taking so long to get to fruition yeah. is that the, the new painting I want to do is an audience in the theater. 
like Carnegie Hall, but you know, we'll find the theater. We actually found the theater. Nicolene is good at doing that. It's cool. And the picture is from like the stage. From looking, the stage. Yeah, looking at the So audience. it's going to be like, what's the play? And it'll be like maybe 20 portraits. Oh, in it of it be me and like I want oh, Nicole and Danny that. and all and kind of integrate like the big nice like architecture and that's and why she, exactly yeah, that's and that's cool. why she wants a cocktail party with everybody dressed up because it's easier if she takes yeah the photo then you know tell her tell her if she wants to do that I can take the portraits I've been getting good here I'll show you my my last portrait that I got paid for. Look at this. Look at this, Bobby. Not bad. But we're not paying you to take the no, board. No. <laughs> well, it's nice. Right? Yeah. I'm getting good. Yeah. Yeah, so if that's all she needs. But you'll have to tell her. Easy. You know, she'll have to work with you. Yeah, yeah but, that's just... But if she is, like, really gung-ho about it, Tell oh, her she's gung ho about this, but tell her I, that I've instead been... of trying to find someone to take the pictures, I'll do it. Oh no, she would take it herself instead of trying to t instead of taking oh. them herself. I'll do it. All right, or you, you know guys I mean? can so collaborate. Have to worry about it, like for here, and she can worry about making people look the way they want them to, do it, and I can just work the camera. Oh, okay. Just, well, you know, all right. So well, tell her if she wants to do that, we can do that. I'll, I'm more than happy to volunteer my camera for. All right. Great well, yeah, it'll be a good party. Great Gatsby time. Yeah, it'll be fun. I don't know if, you know, I think maybe it'll be more modern. But well, we'll yeah, see. I know, I'm just kidding. We'll see. Modern, no, modern it's not a bad idea. <laughs> you know, but the, for the theater, yeah. it's more like, you know, opera with people like in tuxedos. Oh, okay, and, you want that? Yeah, I think yeah. so, because that's the... <clears throat> I, I found this obscure picture that's in the Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Arts in mm -hmm. Philly. I think that's where it is. It's really cool. And I... It'll be great, huh? Yeah, hell yeah. It'll be fun. I should almost do it with Danny and his friends. Oh my god, that would be ridiculous. Would that be funny? That would be so funny. If we got like... Like your main group and Danny's main group. I don't know whether to mix them. Evie, you know, because of the stuff Nicolina does, Evie already says we should do a picture with like, it's like uh, Roman times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like know, on the steps. Table or yeah, oh, okay. on the steps of like a Roman building. Okay. And I would be in a, in a toga and it's like the Roman Senate. And like, <laughs> he would be in yeah, it and Alex are. would be in it. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe, you know, it's the first time I'm thinking maybe. That'd be funny. Danny is French. You guys should be. Uh, that would be funny. The other one, like we do kid, the Roman... Like one. a kid's section on the balcony or something. No, you know be I mean? separate, I think. Yeah. Just, you guys would be the... What if it's like a two... Uh, what, what if she, we, she split... Separate pictures. What if she split the perspective, though, where it's like the main piece is you, but there's like a bat... Like, imagine this. I know it's kind of a lot, but like, imagine yeah. this is like a little piece of the painting you can bring in to like connect a balcony or something with like everybody else you know like the main portraits that you want or whatever in the main piece but it's like you can put balconies on the side or something for like other people that's a lot but um 
It would be interesting, you know, but it's fun it's designing. Funny. I know, it's just fun thinking about it. It's fun designing the pictures with her. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, you know, it's her creativity. Yeah. But it would be fun. It's like Willie G designing his cars. Yeah. You know, he has like custom made cars that he designed over the years. Does he? Yeah. Huh. But like, uh, I do the pictures with her and it's a lot of fun. Sometimes we pick icons from art history. Mm -hmm. But like what we're talking about now, you know, I find this obscure picture and then the way we're talking, maybe we have two pictures. Yeah. Maybe it should be separate. And then again, I worry about, you know, how much she's going to charge for like, 20 portraits in a picture, but <laughs> I, I think know. I can get away <laughs> with that. That's exactly what I was thinking. I think I can get away with that, you know, but just, it would be, they would be small. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that makes it better. <laughs> She's like, that's hard. No, I don't know. No. I'm sure. She's really cool, though. Yeah, she's cool. She um, gave me those flamingos. Nicolene's an incredible character. She, she, traveled alone mm. to the Amazon in Brazil alone uh, and went and took photos of the illegal stuff happening. And, wow. And all at the same time, she did it to do a series of foliage, what? flower pictures. She's deep, man. She's did. cool as shit. And then she did this walking tour from of South America. Yeah. And that's where she met Stefan. Really? You know, and they yeah, got married yeah, yeah, yeah. on the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah. And uh, she went to Iceland and she came up with that picture in in Iceland. You know, it's on aluminum. Yeah. And it's that's actually the driftwood. Huh. In Iceland, really? but yeah, and she's like a chameleon, you know. She can yeah blend sure. into the stuff, she and she travels the world to to do it. it, it there's a little um, orangey cast on it now from oh from those yeah, lights. Yeah, those. Uh, yeah, lights on. yeah. I know because I was like, where's this gradient coming from? It's from those lights. Yeah, this table has to go because <clears throat> this was gonna hold the. <laughs> this doesn't belong here. This was gonna hold. This is going to hold, no, um, Gary's receiver. <laughs> Big Gary's receiver, yeah. which is now in the garbage. Good. <laughs> <laughs> the records are going to be next. Good. <laughs> yeah, why not? you got to listen to uh, whatever the hell it is. Henry Tencel Singers doing... It's not, I can't get no satisfaction. It's like maybe a hundred years before that, but I, I just gotta hear what it is, you yeah. know? <laughs> Word. Oh my God, it's probably like worth a fortune. Nah, it can't fun. be. Really fun. Why not? Um, so, really, the only question I had planned to ask you, I'll save it for now. And we'll end on this, I guess. So with all the art and with all the, the fun stuff, along the way, you ended up acquiring 
some expensive art that you knew that would increase in value? Andy Warhol's. That was the question? Yeah. How did you... Well, first, why did you go for the first one that you got? Uh, why was it that one? And of, of Warhol, right? Why did you pick that Warhol? And then why... How did you know that he was going to blow up? And how did you know that that was going to be an investment? Or did you, and then you figured it out along the way? Or how did that all come to acquisition instead of just, you know? Okay. Um, the first piece of art ever acquired. Mm -hmm. you know, this is probably not the question you're asking me, but the first piece of art ever acquired, mm -hmm. um, other than... The John Constable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, the <clears throat> El Greco. Yeah, so we'll say, what well, was like the first like real acquisition? The first piece of art I bought yeah. was at the um, Washington Square in, in Greenwich Village, right? Mm -hmm. Near yeah. NYU. Yep. Has uh, had an art festival, must still have it. Yeah. And I was there with my girlfriend at the time, very young, she was young, but I, I went to college very young, so, you know, I was 18 as a sophomore, junior. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, um, my girlfriend Peggy actually bought this painting for me. Mm -hmm. and was the first painting that I ever bought. It's hanging in the garage. Oh, yeah? It's, uh, I liked it at the time because of the color blue that it had. Mm -hmm. You have to go look at it, you know. It's, it's simplistic. It's not great. It's on cardboard, I think. It was $35. Yeah. But I bought it because I really liked the color blue. Yeah. And it's sort of like a ghost-like face okay. of a girl. But it's not well-painted or anything. It's... That was the first painting I ever bought. Mm -hmm. And I bought it because, well, well, Peggy bought it for me. And I like the blue. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's all blue. It's yeah. blue, black, and white. Um, I wasn't that smart buying stuff for investment. Okay. But the Warhols, mm -hmm. I mean, I when I bought pictures... The first, at the beginning, you know, the Liechtenstein um, sign prints, and I just loved them. Yeah. You know, and I didn't think investment. When I bought the, okay, the Warhols, going back to Karen Davidson. Yeah. Interestingly enough. Yeah. When, we started seeing each other at the beginning. She had him, the frog, the frog, and it was and right at the foot of her bed. <clears throat> okay, and I saw him mm -hmm. a lot and loved him. Mm -hmm. Look at him, how can you not love it's him? A great, it's, <laughs> it's, it's such a good one. So she had the frog. And yeah, it was the frog. 
So when I okay, so I loved him. Yeah. So then I figured I have to have a frog. Yeah. You didn't buy hers though. I didn't buy hers. Okay. No, she had hers. Just the one of a hundreds. So the one prints. of um a hundred uh one fifty. One of one fifty. One seventy five I really? think. Yeah, yeah, what what does this say? Two And um he he usually did I think two twenty five, but this was a smaller edition. The um we're talking about the endangered species series because uh one fifty. One fifty, you're yeah. right. Look at that. See he lived in the house <laughs> a long time. But um he usually did more, but he did less here, huh. but he gave twenty five sets of ten. Numbers, but he gave about twenty five sets, not of the one fifty. Yeah, elsewhere. Okay. To um, wildlife. Oh, gotcha. So there are one seventy five. There's a bit more. There's about actually. about that many, but then there's of a little the more. He gave, signed. He gave. Well, he signed. Or signed them all, but of the. It might have been different. He gave them to wildlife organizations. Yeah, I got it. Okay. And then he, he did maybe 10 other sets, but he, he did much less than he did of like the flowers and Mick Jagger and, and, yeah. and that series. Interesting. But he did 10. So I went to Ron Feldman Galleries who published. Okay. Uh, actually, Karen and I were collecting together. Okay. So she had the frog and in the book actually but I think she wanted the ram so I went to buy her the ram I bought the ram for her mm -hmm. but when I was in Ron Feldman and the ram was there I I'm not I'm, the way it happened is I was in Ron Feldman buying a piece for Karen yeah and she, she wanted the rhinoceros. So I bought the rhinoceros, and I think they had the zebra, and I love the zebra, the colors. Yeah. So I bought the zebra. Wait, hold on one second. Pause. Are we... It, 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 the the way the collection happened is that I bought one piece. Okay. She had the frog. I think I bought the ram for her. She wanted the ram. But while... No, she, she wanted the rhinoceros. Okay. So I bought the rhino. But I think they had the zebra there. Okay. It could be different things. The, the exact... So I bought the zebra. At that time, it was about $5,000 so Piece. Okay. And they don't have a lot of them. Yeah. You know, and then I went to buy something else for her. Uh, I forget what it is. And I think they had the tiger. So I bought the tiger. Okay. Um, so we had five pieces. Yeah. And of all different sets. But I loved them. And then when I 
broke up with Karen. I figured I can live without the girl. Yeah. But I can't live without the frog. <laughs> I swear to God. So, like, I went to Ron Feldman Gallery. So I said, I need this one. frog. Yeah. Yeah. So he found me the frog. And that was like, oh, you see, because I had what I bought for myself, the, the, the zebra and the tiger. Yeah. You know, but I gave, you know, Karen, you know, it was, I bought for her. So the rhinoceros and the ram I bought for her, I, I let, it was a very amiable. Yeah. You know, very good. So like, but I bought the frog. So the frog was the first Warhol that I bought, for, well, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I get it. But then I decided that all of them were wonderful, you, that you couldn't get the eagle. You know, yeah, no, uh, it wasn't available. How long did it take you to fly to get that? No, I went to Ron Feldman. He got you again? No, no, I he had an entire set, he had the full set, he had the full set that somebody bought and put away as an investment. These things, when they came out, I, I don't know the exact just a little while ago. Yeah. Um, I remember being on Sixth Avenue near the Waverly Theater when there's a whole set of Mick Jaggers came out. I don't know if you yeah. know the Jaggers. Not, no, and not like really. it was not expensive for the whole set. Really? Really not expensive, but it was way too expensive for me yeah. back then. Yeah. You know? Um, and besides, I might have actually scraped up the money at that point to buy that because mm. it, it was actually really good. He, I didn't want like eight or ten pictures of Mick Jagger in the house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but artistically, yeah. it was pretty good because Warhol is really a very good artist. Mm -hmm. And in the Mick Jaggers, each print was sort of done in a different artistic style cool. of the 20th century. Mm. It, it really interesting piece, but you know, I didn't want to... That's a lot of McJagger. Yeah. So I, I knew it would be worth money, but I didn't I didn't yeah. have the money, actually. Yeah. That Helmut Newton book, where <clears throat> we were talking about it, the sumo Hel Helmut Newton book that okay. it's like the size of a couch that opens... I was in the bookshop. I was in the Rissoli bookshop in, uh, in the in um, Soho mm -hmm. when Helmut Newton was there, and I could have bought it. It wasn't that expensive back then. It was sixteen hundred dollars or eighteen hundred dollars or something. You know, uh, uh, the sumo book I have now is like yay big. Yeah, this one was like. 14 feet. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. And it was limited edition. But it might as well have been $500,000. Yeah, I didn't have that money. Matter, yeah. Helmut Newton was there in the shop. Oh, shit. I met him. But I, it was way beyond. Today, that's like... Crazy. Like millions. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, But anyway... Especially like 14 foot. It was... One of those, yeah. Because those don't get made very often. Like a print like that is like... No... Not at that level. No, I don't know if they made... I, they must have, but I don't know if they made another book 
plugs that. That's cool. That's and there's really limited cool. edition. I, I'm sure that that is a really oh my solid. God, I know a guy who has it in um, really Belgium outside of Antwerp. Yeah. But anyway, so um, Ron Feldman had a set, an entire set, uh-huh. that was never opened. And I That's bought amazing. that in the back room of his gallery one night. You bought the whole thing? I bought the 10 pieces in the set. Really? And he sold the ones that I owned, like the RAM. Oh, so you just... So this was the set that was in the back room. Yes. You didn't acquire... So that's how you got the full set. And oh. sold two of my pieces. And the way it worked out is that the two pieces that he sold... Yeah. For me... Yeah. Was about 25% of the price that he charged me for the entire set. So it made sense. So, it yeah. Made, it made sense. So that's how I got the eagle and that's how I got everything. Uh, and, and, uh, so you probably wouldn't have got, would never have the full set if you didn't buy it all at one time. Or maybe, but definitely not all the same number. Right? I would have. No, not the same number. No, Absolutely. You have all four 150 or whatever the hell. Yeah. And, um, we were able to smell the fresh ink. That's cool. We, and it was years later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh wow! So they were on. They were like literally just bought and put away. Yeah. Oh, holy shit! Literally. That's cool. That's and cool. and you know if if you know today they they God knows who they were. Oh yeah. But and the other thing that. I don't remember what Bert Stern looked like, but a, a photographer who did the last sitting with Marilyn Monroe, mm-hmm. the very famous images that she scratched out with X's. Oh. And, but he did publish a book and he did publish some pictures and he didn't think it was sufficient enough. So he did a couple of prints. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he never did them in series. It's, it's, you know, this one's called Sunny Aura, and that's like the green and gold. Yeah. It's velour, huh. the, the gold. Really? Yeah, I don't oh. know how he did it. Shit. And uh, he did only three. Wow. And I bought that from him at his residency or studio. No shit. In, in the lower Manhattan. It's a long time ago, I don't remember. Who knew, you know, who knew that these people are like famous? Yeah. It was the village or the Lower East Side or somewhere. And uh, I don't remember what he looks like. But I bought that and hopefully that's worth a lot of money. I'll show you guys. The Maryland. That's the Maryland with the... It was the cover of a... It was in a magazine called Avant Garde. Which there were only like nine issues done. There's the ram. Before they changed it. The tiger. Oh yeah, and if you can see the eagle. I'm trying to wrap The eagle, up. because of its subject, the American eagle, was the uh, most sought after. Can't really see it too well. But anyway, so I... I Stop playing, you know, with Karen, I was playing, let's get the 10 and trying to acquire them. But, uh, oh, you know what? As a matter of fact, I acquired an eagle 
by myself before. And I didn't have the gallery sell it. I actually sold that, my eagle, mm -hmm. to Willie. Oh, really? Karen for Willie. That's a good one for him. But only, I didn't, you know, I just basically gave it to him because I sold it yeah. for the price I bought it, and it was worth tons more. Mm. But look at him. Mr. Beats know, was that on. so prominent. All the other ones are so friendly, and that one's just like. Yes, it's regal. It's regal. Do you know, interestingly enough, we had Mr. Beats on the top of the door. Really? And the door was closed. The door was open. Yeah. So, and Mr. Beeks was looking one way, and the eagles and the looking eagles another. <laughs> and you filmed it. You, the, the picture was from below. Yeah. Fannis took it. And their profiles are really similar. Yeah. That's yeah, funny. and because you can't tell the scale, Mr. Beeks' head is almost as big as the eagle. <laughs> so it's funny. It's a, it's a great That's picture. Funny. That's a, yeah. One of these days, I have to get these pictures off the phone and blow them up into... But somebody's got to tell me how to do it. I'll do it. Figure it out. My friends told me there's this, like, website where you can go get high-quality prints. And the, the first, 30, <coughs> first 30 are free. Because usually you end up... You get them, and then you go through 30 photos, and you want more than 30. <laughs> so that's Let's how do get, it. That's I'm, how I'm, get you. But I'm yeah, in. Go. I wanted to try it, too, for some of my photos. But yeah. Because this photo is amazing of them. Yeah, that's dope. That'd be fun. Well, that's what I got. Okay, do you have any... Uh, are we done? I guess. Okay, unless you want to ask me more questions. I'm good. <laughs>